Hello world and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Goes to the Movies. I am your host Anthony Matulin and today I am joined by Damien. On today's episode, we'll be reviewing Jordan Peele's Us. Why are you people? It's us. This is the time to run. We need to move and keep moving. Be careful. It's our time now. Jordan Peele's Us. Rated R. Damien, when did you see this movie? I saw this movie yesterday morning at 8.15 a.m. Saturday Eight? morning. That's an aggressive time to go see a movie. I mean, I have shit to do during the day, and I prefer not to go to the movies in the evening when it's super crowded. Um, I, I get that. Yeah. It's not a regular time. Like, I wonder how many movies played that early in the morning. You know, surprisingly, most movies that I see are between 8 and 10 a.m. on Saturday or Sunday. Okay. The people that are working there, which are, you know, usually like 17, 18, you know, to 20, they're just yeah. fucking miserable. Sure. Nobody sure. says they, hello. And they're like, who are those fucking old people coming to see movies? Yeah. And I'm like by myself. And so, yeah, just, there's a lot of judgment. I don't give okay. a fuck though. No, I mean, that. I, I just can't. The, the theater I usually go to doesn't have movies that early. Usually the earliest movie is like 10, 30, 11. Hmm. I, I'd be all about going that early though. Yeah. I mean, I'm up, so it's... Works out so, for me. So fuck it. How many people? A lot of people? Yeah, there was actually a lot. I mean, normally, sometimes I go and I'm literally the only person in the entire theater, which is amazing. Right. Um, most of the time, there's like maybe three or four other people. But uh, it was probably at like 20% capacity this time. It was kind of okay. a lot. What's the group like that's seeing this movie? I'm always interested in like the, uh, you know, who's actually coming to see the movie. Like age group, race. Like I'm just interested in that. Like kind of the demographic. Right. Yeah, that I don't, I don't know that I have a good answer for because sure. I I only go early in the morning and so it's generally like older folks. Yeah. Um not not like old old, but I would say like middle-aged people. It's not kids going. Yeah, for me I I couldn't really tell like when I got to the movie, you know, with everything now you just you pre-buy the movie, you have your seat picked out, so there's like no more needing to go super early. Yeah. So I got there, I went to go see it at 2 p.m. yesterday. Um got there and it wasn't crowded. There was like maybe 20 people in the theater. So it was hard for me to notice like who's in there, who's not, because I'm just interested in that stuff. Yeah. Um, I did notice like a group of old, like white women, which mm-hmm. I thought was very interesting. I'm like, wow, that's that's an interesting movie selection. I guess that's just my own, you know, thought process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the time I'd left, because it's like as soon as the credits hit, I'm out, right? I'm yeah. not trying to fucking hang out. Um, it was packed, so it was it was full. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Do I ask you right off the bat if you like the movie? I don't know. Do you? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe I can... Well, fuck it. Did you like the movie? Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. You thought it was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did you like it? Because people are going to compare it to Get Out. Did you like it more than Get Out? I know that's a tricky question, because they're, but that's the natural comparison everybody's making. Yeah. Um, I think, for before you answer that, I think there's Jordan Peele was bound to fail... With this movie, and when I say fail, it's just anything he came out with after Get Out, people it's are going to compare it to Get Out. So he's yeah. kind of fucked regardless. Even if it's fantastic, 
there are still going to be the people who are like, ah, it wasn't get out. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me to say like better or worse. It it feels like a, a um, pretty different movie. Like Mm -hmm. get out was pretty, you know, a bit more straightforward, I would say. And like kind of what the message was where this was a bit more like philosophical, I feel like. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's something where you, you kind of had to just, it was something more to like that you have to think about. And I definitely want to see it again. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I, yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it has a lot of the same message, though, that, that Get Out has a little bit. Um, so, so just before we get into it any further, so we are going to spoil it. So if you don't want to get spoiled, um, you should probably stop listening. Um, so, yeah, I think it has a lot of the similar messages. Obviously, it doesn't have the, hey, white people are buying black people for their bodies, essentially. <laughs> you know? Um but it has, a, I think it has some of the kind of social thoughts about it and kind of where we are as a, as a society a little bit. Um, but I don't, I know, I know that people are going to say this is a straight, straight up horror film. I don't really feel like it's a straight up horror film. It's I got a lot more, it's got a lot more going on. Than yeah. Just a there's, there's a lot more nuance. It's more complex. It's not, yeah. It, yeah, it's not just horror. I would say you have that, that probably 30 minute stretch as soon as the, uh, the tethered. So that's what they call the other, the other family gets to the house for about a 30 minute stretch it's probably it's probably pretty pretty consistent with like a standard horror movie Mm -hmm. um but it has a lot of other stuff going on yes totally agree okay um have you looked at rotten tomatoes or any kind of uh Mm -hmm. scoring system for this no okay so it's dropped a little bit so it's at 94 percent for critics right okay 69 percent audience wow yeah so again, I don't know that it's because I, I'm I'm so interested. I'm, and I'll start reading stuff after, after you know, you and I talk. I was trying not to read anything up till we gave our review. Mm-hmm. I think people think that this is a straight up going to be a horror movie, so they go into it and it's it's not your conventional horror movie. So I think the people who are into horror movies instantly are like, well, I didn't like it as much, right? Because they come with a preconceived notion, right? But then again, I think people who think it's going to be Get Out are also disappointed. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see both ways. Yeah, I definitely need to see it again. Yeah, it's I. Uh, yeah, that having said how much I enjoyed it, it's definitely not for everyone. Yeah, uh, and if you're yeah, if you go in with the expectation that this is purely a horror movie, I could see being a little disappointed because it's it's different. There's like some humor in it, and then there's like kind of what my t- interpretation of the like sort of underlying message was. Sure. So I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I definitely need to see it again, though, to to really base a, a true opinion on it. I think because this was the movie I was the most excited about seeing this year. Um, it did not meet my expectations, hmm. um, but I really enjoyed it. So I need to see it again with knowing what I'm seeing and see if that's going to make me like it more. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the expectations I had built up in my head, I just don't foresee it. I, I it can't hit that because I'm so pipe, I'm so you know jacked for it. Right. But it wasn't bad. I'm not saying that. But I just it didn't meet like the expectations I had. I see. Was it surprising to you? Did anything catch you off guard? So there's a couple couple twists, right? Yeah. Did so the main twist, I mean we can get right into it. So the sure. main twist, which I don't love and it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, is the whole time Lapita Nawanga, who's the mom, when she was a child, she goes um they're in Santa Cruz, right? They're at a carnival on the beach. She gets separated from her family. She sees another child who is her twin, essentially her doppelganger. And 
um, they continue to go back and forth. They flash back to it and then they go back to, you know, real time. But at the very end of the movie, the big twist is that she was taken by the doppelganger, brought back to the tunnel, which is where the, the, the tethered live, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole time it's been now the tethered who's living in the, in the normal world and the, the normal Lupita Nyong'o is now a tethered. I, I didn't, it doesn't, I, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, I, I could totally see that. Uh, and normally stuff like that kind of like bothers me uh, as well, just like in general movies. But, but for whatever reason in this movie for, again, like my interpretation of what like the kind of movie's message was about, it just, it made sense for the purpose of making an example to tell like the story and his like the, this sort of commentary on, on society right now. Sure. So if you're going to go with the commentary, I get it. But if I'm going strictly as a movie, a film that was made, it's it doesn't make a ton of sense. I, I think it makes sense for a movie that was made because it's telling a story. I think if you're looking at it as like from a perspective of, I don't know, realism or believability, then for sure. It's not re- not necessarily realism because you have to suspend your disbelief, right? Yeah. It's more just about filmmaking in general. I think it's a little. it was a little lazy. And the reason I say that is because... So obviously there's a, I guess you can do the backstory, right? So the government has created, they're cloning, right? Essentially. And they're cloning with the, with the thought of they are going to be able to control people with the clone. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they start cloning what they call tethers and they leave them in tunnels because they're supposed to be X amount of tunnels under the U S they're um, not used. Upon like cloning, they realize that they don't actually work because you can't clone the soul. Right. They say that. So they scrap this idea, but they've already created X amount of tethered. So the tethered will mimic what you're doing in real life in their tunnel, essentially. So if you're eating, you know, what what does she say? So she says that, you know, when you're eating dinner, I'm having to eat like a raw rabbit. When you're receiving beautiful Christmas gifts, I'm receiving toys that hurt me. When you meet a husband, I have to meet that husband's tethered. And whether we like each other or not, like we have to be together. Then I have to give, you know, I have to have children. So, but they don't use any kind of communication skills from what I can gather in the tunnels. So then how does, but Lapita Nwanga, when she's a child, how old is she supposed to be when she gets taken? 10 maybe? Um, oh, yeah, I would say maybe like seven, seven, seven. eight, yeah, somewhere in there. Okay, somewhere. But you have you have your language skills at that point, unless you're me and you still can't talk. Right. Um, how does she then revert? Because when 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 her tethered comes, which is actually the real world, her she can't talk anymore. Her communication is like non-existent. So how does that happen? That's my biggest gripe with that. Like, why is she completely reverted? Because she's seven. I mean, that's old enough to be to develop language skills. You have memories. Like, how does that happen? I mean, there was a long time between, you know, when it happened and her being sure. an adult here. If you're never actually using your, you know, speech skills, I could see them like, you know, being dramatically um, diminished over that many years, 30 years or, you know, 25 years or whatever it is. So essentially that she's the one who they, they the other tethers realize is different, right? And they realize that she can essentially lead them in kind of a, a revolt. Yeah. How does she communicate with them then? Like she didn't try to teach them English? Like what 
where's the and I, I i know i'm doing like a deeper dive into this but this is just really what like one of my thoughts coming right out of the movie that really bothered me yeah i don't know that's a good question i did think about that as well i don't know how she like because obviously there would be a ridiculous amount of coordination required and this sure. would be a huge elaborate effort um and so yeah how did she get this like plan back and how does it you know uh was the plan spread through through right. this you know this whole community or whatever yeah i don't know does it, that part doesn't really make sense to me either but for a reason it didn't bother me and the bigger the bigger part of the suspension of disbelief is like where'd they get all the or- the red jumpsuits and where'd they get the scissors that's a bigger part like where they they can't put in an order for this stuff they're living <laughs> underground amazon i don't know amazon doesn't probably deliver down there but maybe they do and they, they might you they might know. You think like Postmates and stuff? Yeah, you could probably get Grubhub down there too. Maybe, maybe. So like, I, I'm I'm willing to to push that aside. Me, for me, it's more the communication skills that really bothered me. Hmm. Okay, yeah, so I totally see it. Did you did you know that it was gonna be her? Like that she was switched. I didn't know. I had my suspicions. Like it being, um, you know, the movie that it was. I was, I was definitely like thinking the whole time as I was watching it, like trying to figure out what what was actually going on. Sure. Um, because you know, there's going to be some kind of twist, and yeah. and the the like idea of the like evil twin scenario did like cross my mind, but um, but I wouldn't say like I knew the whole time. So as soon as she kills the the second twin daughter of their friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I knew mm-hmm. I knew it was her. Hmm. Like I knew she's because she's grunting. She's act. She's like turning back into her, her like oh, yeah. kind of animalistic ways. And then at the end, when she kills her tethered version, by the way she's acting, you can tell. So going back and thinking about it a little more, there's a couple. There's a couple areas that I think I should have. There, he's he's Jordan Peele's like telling you that it's that she's not the real one throughout the movie. And after you find it out, like thinking about things that happened, like for instance, when she's talking about, um, she's talking to her friend, right on the beach, the blonde lady and the blonde lady's trying to talk to her. And Lapita Nwanga is just not talking. She actually says like, I'm not good with communicating. I'm not good talking about myself. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of little things that you should know right off the bat that it's not her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All right. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, it's one of those things that, like, oh, yeah, in hindsight, once you have the, like, end picture, all the little pieces, like, oh, that totally makes sense, but you didn't put it together at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I very, very much liked Winston Duke, the guy who plays the dad. Oh, God, he's he fantastic. Had, he had me laughing, like, the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Super the Home Alone good. references? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that, yeah, just the, com- all, like, all the comedy throughout the movie was fantastic. Super subtle. Yeah. Super subtle. Yeah. When he says the, when the, when he sees the family out there and he's like, maybe we just need to home alone this, you know? <laughs> and then she's like, what she what's, a, what's home alone? No, no. But Lupita Nwong is like, we're going to stop them with micro machines. Oh yeah. And the kids are like, what's home alone and what's yeah. micro machines. And I was yeah. just like, fuck home alone, man. They, that probably could have stopped them. Yeah. Okay. So I have a theory. Okay. From the movie. Okay. So Jason is the little boy. Mm-hmm. He's a tethered. Um, he's also been switched why what makes you think that i got i got you see I, okay. I, man, i'm so excited you asked because i've been i've been working on this theory like all day <laughs> right thinking about it. do i put a lot of a lot of thought into this movie okay okay he's weird okay let's just fucking get that out right weird above being weird he has the magic trick right mm-hmm. what does he tell them oh i don't remember i don't remember how to use it 
I've done it, but I don't remember how to use it, right? Meaning like, well, why don't you remember, right? Because he's, in his mind, he was underground. The the real Jason's above ground doing the magic trick. The little boy is just using the match, right? So he, he knows that there's a magic trick, but he doesn't remember how to get it to work. So he can never get it to work, mm-hmm. okay? Second thing is when he's on the beach and he's building, like whatever he's building with the two girls, they're like, what are you building? You building a sandcastle? And he says, no, I'm building a tunnel. Hmm. Okay, so he's building a tunnel. So that's two. Okay. okay. The third thing is, hey, I got them written down. <laughs> um, oh, shit. What the fuck? Okay, I got them written down. <laughs> um, when he's walking towards the fire, right? So he's got, so at that point, he's manipulating what you think is the tethered little boy. Right, the, the underground boy. Mm-hmm. And he's walking back. Mm-hmm. Lapita Nwanga thinks that's her son. She thinks that's the one that's underground. Because she gets upset at that point. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. So why would she get upset if she thinks that that's just the one up in the... the up there? Yeah, I thought about that too. My, like, cause she overly yeah. gets upset. Yeah. Yeah, my thought was it would be difficult to see even if something somebody that you knew wasn't your child but looked like your child would be difficult. Um, sure. But yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. And then my last thing is she brings him down and she doesn't kill him. So like at that point she realized like she steals him, but she doesn't she thinks that's not her son and then she gets down there and I'm assuming she's able to realize that's her son. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end when they both realize like, "Oh, you're not really my mom." And he's like good with it. Because he yeah. realizes that's actually his mom. Yeah. I'm there, dude. I think it's it. All right. Yeah. No, I like it. I'm fully bought in. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you would explain it, like when he got out or whatever, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what the point would be, knowing that there probably is not going to be like a part two of this, but it is like just an interesting thought. Yeah. My other thing is, why, if she had such a traumatic experience, why would she, whose house is it, first of all? They allude to it's like they, they, they got the house from like a in or like a family member, right? Who passed away or whatever. Yeah. Why would they go back and why would she go back and visit Santa Cruz knowing all of this happened? Yeah, I thought about that too during the film. Like, yeah. why why are they there? They I think they allude to them going back like every year, every couple of years. Like it's yeah. their house. He says, right. you know, get off my property. Um, and how did they like make it that many years where she's been fine, but now she's like having the meltdown? Yeah, I think that they try to, and they never really mention it, but they there's these little coincidences or like strange happenings that she sees this trip. Like they throw the Frisbee, the Frisbee lands in a perfect circle. So I think those things, she's like, why are they lining up? And she mentions that, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe those things have never happened before. And that's why, you know, why this time is different for her. But for me, that's the first thing I thought of is like, why would she be, why would she be okay with going to, to travel there or going to vacation there knowing like someone tried to murder me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I had that. I had the exact same thought while it was happening. I'm like, wait a minute. How did she make it this many years? And like, nobody knew that she had all these deep seated issues. Yeah. And they're going back with some regularity. The tethered are creepy, right? Super creepy. Who's the creepiest one in the family? The little kid. Gotta be, 100%, right? hundred percent. Yeah. He's fucking like a dog or like a wild animal. Yeah. And he's like like growling and she's yeah. petting him like he's a dog and then what does she tell him like be careful he's what she say like he's aggressive yeah yeah like she's telling the other little boy like don't fuck with him yeah yeah the growling and then just the way he like moves and how he like sits down like yeah he's like he's he's like a feral child 
super yes. creepy. Like you, like you found him in a fucking like cave in the middle of nowhere with right. no language skills. Yes. Also, yeah. the daughter is super creepy. Yeah. Oh, the, the evil daughter. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The least creepy one is the dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's just like a big, you know, oaf type thing. Yeah, yeah, because the the fucking Lapita Nawanga, the mom, is not... She's creepy as fuck. Yeah. But she's, like, not the creepiest to me, even though she's, like, super creepy with her weird-ass voice. I agree. It goes it goes, little boy, little girl, uh, yeah, mom. Yeah, man. Dad. The kids are creepy. Yeah. The, t- the, the, the dad, their friend, the white dad, when he's the tethered, kind of made me laugh. I know. I was just going to say, and then they were on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, that whole family. Yeah, the mom is still creepy, like trying to do her own plastic surgery. Mm. And then laughing and crying. And I do like how they mentioned, though, they had like a head count. And they're like, who gets to drive? Yeah. I've killed yeah. two. No, actually, you only killed one. Yeah. They're pretty fast and loose with their kids, though. They are. I mean, I <laughs> like, think it's just, yeah, shit hit the fan. Got to do what it takes. So this, this, this like tethered situation, it's only got to be, it's only in America, right? That's the assumption. And I think that's a, that's, you know, symbolizes America kind of. It's part, a, it's, yeah, part of the message. Yeah, part of the message because it, they're saying it's just the government. So ideally they don't, they also mention the the daughter mentions like the fluoride thing. Like, oh, you know, for no reason. Yeah. Oh, they put, they put, oh, that was the other one I had. Sorry, I'm snapping like people can see me. <laughs> see. Um, the other thing I wrote down with, uh, with Jason is that he, they make a big deal that he's using words he's never used before. Which, sorry, which one's Jason? The little boy. Okay. So remember I was telling you like why I think he's a tethered? They're making a big deal that he says like anus. He's oh, cursing all yeah, of a yeah. sudden. And he's never done that before. Yeah. So that's also weird to me. Like That is weird. Yeah. Like he's learning I, new language, like language skills. As a quick aside, I was dying when he was like, kiss my anus. And he was yeah. like, that's not a cuss word. Yeah. And the dad's like, I would have rather you said the other word. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That was Dude, hilarious to me. How many times did you listen to I Got Five on it? Oh man, like right coming out of the theater. <laughs> Loon is on Spotify. It's fantastic. Oh, it's Dude, so they're good. they're gonna get paid from this movie. They're they gonna got get it. so many downloads and so many like just buying I got five on it. The yeah. Loonies are making it yeah. like they're the big winners probably yeah. of this movie. Yep. Um so you liked it though. Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I definitely want to see it again. I might actually even go see it in the theater again. I uh, yeah, I think I would go see it in the theater again because oh I I need to look and see what my um your uh, homework assignment list is for movies for every week for the next couple of months, whatever. But if I can fit it in, I definitely will. Well, next week, I don't think we really have anything because, I mean, we have Dumbo. So unless we're going to go see Dumbo, which I don't know that we need to do a podcast on that. I mean, you're going to be down next week. We can go see it at some point. That's true. I will be down. Yeah, I mean, because we're going to do WonderCon and then we're going to we're going to record after that. And then the next day we're going to record a Matrix. Matrix pod. So we have, I mean, we can go check it out at, one, at some point. Okay. I'm down. I dig it. Yeah, because, um, you know, Nicolette's not going to go see it. No, definitely not. So I think it's funny that, like, well, Tyler was supposed to be on here. Shout out to Tyler. Um, was going to be on it. All three of us saw it separately and all by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, this doesn't have directly anything to do with the fact that I saw it by myself because I'm an adult and not a child who gets scared of the dark. However, um, just there being a lot of anticipation and, sure. like, uh, you know, knowing that's going to be a horror film, but there's going to be something else. I had like a little in the first, nothing at, and in, in the, you know, first, uh, 10 minutes or whatever. But after that, as things started happening in the theater, I felt like a little bit of anxiousness coming on. 
it it has a it does a great job of of being pretty suspenseful. Yeah. Um, and there is some anxiety that comes along with that. Um, I mean, I didn't feel. I mean, I wasn't like over. I, I don't get scared at movies for the most part, but yeah. I do get anxious sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I can't think off the top of my head what made me anxious in this movie. Um, pretty much, I know that that thirty minutes, like I said, when they're trying to, because that that scene where they're going into the house, yeah, is a lot. Yep. I mean, there's that, a, and it's this movie is fairly violent at times. Yeah. That scene had me pretty like you know edge of my seat for a while. That that's the one that I remember now that it was for me as well of 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 the house basically and and it was like a good anxiousness. It was like this this movie yeah. is making me like you know feel something that I you know wouldn't normally be feeling right this yeah. second. Um, but yeah, it was intense. It there's the scene too where they're showing when she's explaining at the end, um, kind of the overall story and what the tethers are and everything. And they have the scene and it creeped me out. It didn't make me like anxious, but it really creeped me out when they're showing the little girl at the beginning going through the carnival. And then they show like what the other tethered is dealing with and seeing like how they have to deal with it and where they're mimicking, like being on a roller coaster and mimicking, like they're eating the fucking rabbits and all that. It, that this shit had me creeped out, dude. Yeah, that was definitely off-putting. That w- that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about the movie is that like, actually maybe just like to take a step back from the uh, the example of feeling anxious. Um, it it the whole thing was like very off-putting to me. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of uh, I think you've probably seen the the documentary on. Um, the Shining uh, 207 or whatever it is. You, no. you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Basically, there's this like documentary that's like a behind the scenes thing about The Shining. And it um, really quickly goes into uh, like how they built the hotel mm-hmm. and like the, the actual spaces that they're in. And that there's a, there's a, a bunch of spaces that how they show the scenes can't actually exist. Mm. Um, Like where they go through the halls to a certain room, you know, if you're doing like a mental map, um, it it actually isn't physically possible. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how basically like Stanley Kubrick did this intentionally so that there's like this subconscious level of of discomfort that you have of like something's wrong here, but you can't actually like, Hmm. it's not tangible. You can't see it or or feel it or anything like that. And there's some elements of that um, in this movie as well where it was just off-putting. Like I just felt uneasy. Yeah, I think the whole movie is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I don't, at no point was I like comfort, like, I just felt like, oh, nothing's going to happen or mm-hmm. I'm okay. And, and just kind of the status quo. Like I said, I, I feel like I figured out a lot of the twists pretty quickly. Um, and I'm not, I'm not happy about that. Like, I wish I didn't think about that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but it is, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, even when they're in the house, they're in their friend's house and they're just sitting around doing nothing. I'm like, that's, you're not supposed to do that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, I thought when you said, when you said, uh documentaries i thought you were gonna go shadow man i was like you know how to watch that shit bro no no isn't that the one about sleep apnea yeah no not sleep apnea um sleep paralysis sleep sleep apnea is when you're overweight and you got to have the thing on your face (laughs) that's right sleep paralysis i'm not fucking with that dude no no you shouldn't watch that documentary no the guy with the masks right didn't he have like a bunch of masks yeah the red eyes and it's not good no, it didn't. Some guy like make the masks and like put them on during the documentary and like yeah. he hung them. Maybe I need some in the in the recording studio now. Like right here, it's freaking you mean, out. Yeah, God no, that'd be terrible. That wouldn't work for you. It'd be okay for me. I have you in a little tiny like two inch by two inch window on my on my screen. Yeah, for you that would be terrible. Yeah, you're in a little box too, so don't worry about it. 
That's true. All right, man. So are we still going with the five stars? What are we doing? Five, five. We're not doing five breakfast burritos. We're not doing five <laughs> blizzards. Just five. Sure. What, what do you give but- it? Well, hang on. Before we do that, sure. Um, I'm curious, like, to to talk maybe a little bit about like my interpretation of yeah. some of the underlying message, and I'm I'm curious if you thought about this as well. For me, immediately leaving the theater, I had like you know a lot of thoughts rolling around in my head, and a friend of mine who is not associated with this uh, this podcast at all, just an old um, old coworker. He's like a you know, kind of heavy movie buff and does like written movie reviews. Sure. The very like uh, in in depth, like critical reviews and not like the bullshit that we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be to be fair, we're not trying to be critical. We're not trying to be critics. We're just, the idea of it is just, you know, we go see movies. A lot of the friends see movies. We just want to have a place to like talk about it. No, no, absolutely. I totally yeah. agree. And I just wanted to make the distinction that he, he's separate and that he is like a, you know, a cinematic sort of like buff and he's, he's you know, doing a, a different sort of deep dive. Um, sure. Not talking about uh, Ernest does anything. Sure. Well, that's shame on him. <laughs> anyway. He's a national treasure. Jim yeah. Barney. Shout out. R.I.P. Yeah. My friend uh, had his review up already, and I and I went and read it right away. And I think a lot of what I was starting to kind of like roll around in my head was was the stuff that he had written down. Or basically, like what he's talking about is the underlying the underlying message has to do with the question of not like uh, us, but who are we? And so he he made a lot of parallels of the um, the uh, I just forgot what the people's names are. Uh, the, the tethered, the, no, the tethered. Oh, okay. the tethered. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, that that it's sort of a commentary on society right now and just being like, uh, I don't know, self-absorbed and like the effect of social media that we have. Uh, that that you know how it affects us and how we sort of like compare our lives to other people's lives. Um, he talked about like the idea of like, you know, rubbernecking other people's tragedies and, you know, sort of like living with apathy and running on kind of like autopilot and stuff. And he sure. had, a, he had amazing write up, but, but I feel like that like really kind of resonated with me and, and how I felt of what the commentary of the movie was about. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like what your thoughts were. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a commentary in regards to what he's trying to say with like having a, an, an alternate version of us that essentially have to do what we're doing, but they don't get to do it as well. Or they're, they're almost living like through a prism, like they're seeing what we're doing, but they're not able to do the same thing. Like it's not even real, like social media, you know, Mm -hmm. people will post all the best parts of their lives on social media, but you don't really see what their life is like. Right. Right. My thing I'm trying to figure out and I can't wrap my head around it is the tunnels have something to do with what he's trying to say. You know, you have, a tunnel that then you almost, you know, you're, you're up, you go up this long um, escalator and then you're free essentially. And I don't under, I, I can't figure out what the metaphor is supposed to be. And maybe there's not supposed to be in a metaphor, but maybe I'm just thinking about it too much, but the tunnels have to represent something in my mind. Yeah. You know, whether it's, I, I just, I keep, I, I'm trying to understand, like, does this have anything to do with get out? Like, is he creating like kind of an overall, not a, not a universe. I'm not going to say something like that, but is he creating like a similar message that he created with get out? Cause get out is, is pretty easy to figure out once mm-hmm. you've seen it a few times um, where this isn't. So I don't know if he's trying to go social media, if he's trying to go, you know, just kind of where we are as a, as a society in America with all the racial issues. Like I can't, I don't, I don't know. And I think that's why I need to see it again. Yeah. 
You know I feel like I feel like it's a piece of art in that they're they're probably I mean I think he had like a an idea but but there's like lots of different interpretations and and they don't necessarily each thing doesn't necessarily have a direct meaning per se. Sure. My I had I had a similar thought with the the escalators because there's the, like these these really beautiful shots of these very elaborate like marble or something mm-hmm. the stairways that have the, the escalators and so I, I had the uh, kind of similar thought to you I also was curious like what's the significance of the red jumpsuits and and like the shearing scissors or whatever sure um just because it's like it's it's an obscure thing and they're like very specific and, and they make like a big deal of how they display them in the movie yeah i mean they're they're i don't know if they're just for like the cinematography of it like just almost like set pieces like art yeah. in the movie um i i did think about there's something to be said about the tunnel because nobody's keeping them down there yeah right there's no sign of of any guards anything like that so I was almost thinking like it's an interpretation of like, get out of your own head. Like if you're able to get out of your head or what you think is normal, you can be free type thing because the little girl just goes up there for whatever reason she goes up and that's it. So it's almost for me, that's kind of what I took out of that, but I don't know I could be way off and I could just be overanalyzing it. It could be just nothing as kind of a, Again, a beautiful set piece, like you said, where there's these long shots of this escalator that goes nowhere, but the escalator is, is beautiful. Even the tunnels they're in are, are nice. They're like white marble floors. Yep. I don't know if the rabbits are supposed to be something or the rabbits are... The only thing I thought of is obviously rabbits when the when peop, when we started, a, you know, the government started using cloning or started to figure out if we could do cloning, rabbits were one of the first things that they were doing that on, right? Rabbits mm-hmm. and I think like sheep. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense if they were working on cloning that they would have a bunch of rabbits there as kind of the first set of, hey, we're going to see if we can clone these before we start cloning people. Yeah. There could also be some sort of a religious undertone because you see the guy who has Jeremiah eleven eleven mm-hmm. twice in the movie. They specifically talk about not having souls multiple times, and that's what makes the clones different. Yeah. So there could be some – there's obviously some some religious undertones. I'm probably the wrong person to, to talk about that because I don't, I don't get any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on. It's not nearly as black and white as Get Out. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And that's why I like uh, one of the reasons why I really enjoyed it is it felt like, you know, to make the the comparison again to just like a piece of art, I feel like we could watch it like again and then immediately have another conversation and it would it might be a little bit different. There's mm-hmm. like wacky stuff that maybe this is overthinking it, but like the escalators, um, you know, it could be it could be stairs. It could be like an elevator, but the escalator, something to do with like, I don't know. It could be there's some kind of comparisons that you could draw between again the the lack of like a gate. There's nothing keeping them there. Yeah. But having to do with like you know the social media stuff and like scrolling and being able to like kind of get through and there's there's nothing against stopping either group from getting to the other. Yeah, um, that's that's kind of like I said. What I thought is that you have to be able to mentally do it yourself. Yeah. Kind of. Because um, they never really make it besides the little girl. They never tell you if the if if the tethers are aware of their the other side. Mm-hmm. They never say if they're aware of each other. Obviously, the people that aren't the tethereds, they're not aware of the tethereds. But they never say if the the clones are aware of the others. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I would say it's in like ninety four percent for me right now. It could be, but I, mm-hmm. I I got I have to see it again. Yeah, I don't really know how to process it. Having just watched it, you know, 
Um, I haven't read anything. You know, you start to read things about it. You start to kind of, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I do know that I don't think it's like a traditional horror movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't know that I would, it would, it's definitely probably more suspense than anything. I don't know. I would still call it horror. Yeah, I get, it just feels like I don't, the horror genre doesn't over, doesn't have a lot to say usually. And this has, it appears a lot to say. So I don't want to kind of pigeonhole it in just saying it's just a horror movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it, I, don't, I don't know if this is a thing, but it felt like a psychological horror. They're psychological thrillers. Hmm. Um, but this definitely is violent. So yeah. I guess you could definitely say it was it's in the in that vi- in the in the violence kind of horror type thing. But it's it's a lot smarter than a, a standard kind of horror movie. Right, right. It's creepy Did, as um, fuck, dude. It's super creepy. Did um did you end up looking up uh, Jeremiah eleven eleven? I did not. Did you? I did just because it, it happened multiple times. Anytime they they do stuff like that where they're showing a thing that you don't know what it is, I'd always I'm always my interest is peaked to look it up. Yeah, because it, it has a meaning, obviously. Right. I don't know what the meaning has to do with the movie, um, and it's it's pretty short. It basically just reads. Um, the Lord says, I will bring on them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that seems pretty, that, that seems like it's the tethers coming out. It's true. I don't know what they, I guess what I mean is like, I don't know if there's like, to your point earlier, a religious implication in the whole movie. Yeah, it could. I mean, just hearing it like that, it could be something you could read it also that the, the non-clones, like the regular people have brought this upon themselves. Mm-hmm. They've brought this based on their actions. They've brought what's going to happen upon themselves. Yeah. Um, I do find it interesting. Obviously, Jordan Peele is not overly pumped with our government <laughs> right. based on this movie and Get Out. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. He definitely doesn't like our government. Definitely not. How do you how do you interpret the end? So the end, they 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 obviously the big twist is. Uh, the little boy finds out that his mom's not really his mom. They pull out. Uh, they do a, a, a shot of it pulling from the the van they're driving in, or an ambulance they're driving in to um, just all the tethered lined up. You know, from as far as the eye can see. And I don't know if it's news helicopters or because they show smoke as well. Like, yeah. is it that they're like taking shit over? Because they don't seem hostile. Like, is it that they, they just kill their their others and then they're fine? Yeah, that yeah, I, I, we didn't even talk about that. That was really interesting to melt to me as well, and it was like a bit confusing because they're doing the hands across America thing, right? Sure. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, are yeah. they the good ones, like taking back over? Well, I, I just don't know if once they kill their other the people they're tethered to, if then they just go do that. Yeah. I also I found the, yeah yeah. I, it's also interesting that the only ones who weren't like overtly violent immediately were this family. Like when you see the, the white family, their tethered kill them instantly mm-hmm. where this one, they didn't, they didn't kill them instantly. And the only thing I can think of is because the, the mom wanted them to suffer because like, you know, she got right. put down there. Right. But she was okay with killing kids, which seems aggressive. It does seem aggressive. <laughs> Don't make him angry. No, he's, definitely not. What, what did she say? He's, I can't remember what she says about him. 
He's like, I think she's, he's violent or he's aggressive or something. Yeah. Talk yeah. about the little fucking boy dog. Right. To a little feral kid. Ugh. Just. Yeah. <laughs> Grumbling. Dude. Climbing trees. Yeah. That shit gets me. Yeah. But yeah, when you only see like the lower half and they're like skittering up the tree. That yeah. shit is terrifying. When he's doing like the fucking crab walk. Yeah. Like that shit should have bothered you from night, from a fucking uh, Halloween haunt, man. Oh yeah, definitely. He's doing that type of shit. I know. It's With not, the mask? It's not good. The fucking Hannibal Lecter mask? Yeah. The little boy's mask is creepy too. Like his, like, what is that, Chewbacca? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is, but it is terrifying. Like two or three times during the movie, I was like, oh, it's supposed to be Chewbacca. Then I was like, no, it doesn't look like Chewbacca. I am I think it's supposed to be Chewbacca. I don't know. Yeah, it might be like a, you know, made in some third world country version Maybe. of Chewbacca and it just didn't quite hit it. I mean, I do like that he's at the beach and he has a Jaws t-shirt on. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, a little homage to that. I can dig that. Totally. As a, Another quick aside just that reminded me. A friend of mine lives down, you know, I'm up Not where Santa I Cruz. live. A friend of mine lives down in Santa Cruz. Mm-mm. And I was down there last weekend uh, hanging out with him. And we were talking about the movie, about it coming up. And he was like basically telling me how he and his wife are like super annoyed that the movie is like, it, they're not, it's not, um, they're very clear that it's in Santa Cruz. It's not like a generic kind of like beach town and happens to be filmed in Santa Cruz. Like sure. they say Santa Cruz a bunch. It's clearly on the boardwalk. If you've been there, you're like, oh, I know exactly where this, this spot is. So they actually film. filmed it there. Yeah, yeah. The, bo- the boardwalk is like literally on the boardwalk in Santa Cruz. And there's a bunch of scenes um, that you're like, oh, yeah, I've been there. But anyway, he was talking about how he and his <laughs> wife are like super annoyed because Santa Cruz is already kind of like weird people. Um, it's It's a little bit sketchy down there. <laughs> depending on where you're at and so he's like yeah we're like worried about like fucking copycats down here people trying to do weird shit dude that's probably a thing bro it might be it's, it's terrifying. either going to explode their tourism for a short period of time or it's going to murder their tourism for a little bit yeah like maybe. is there that is there that the 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 that shop there or the the dark ride that she walks through what is it like an indian thing no no they, they put that on the beach um that's not there normally yeah why the fuck was it on the beach yeah, because it doesn't exist there normally. They put it in for the purpose of the movie. Yeah, but it's just like, again, my mind yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, isn't, doesn't Lost, no, Lost Boys is like Santa. No, that's it. Well, they, this... they they call it something different, but it was They call it Santa, Santa Clara, I think. Yeah. But it's that's the same place. Yeah, it's filled in Santa Cruz. The, the bridge is that they're like Lost Boys bridge. That's right next to the the um, boardwalk where the like amusement park is. Dude, we got to go. Yeah, it's up here vampires and fucking tethered yep i've been up there lost boys is underrated <laughs> lost boys probably is underrated <laughs> that might be that's gonna be on the that might be on the halloween list for this year to to cover we got we might have to cover the dude with the fucking oil playing the saxophone with like a chain neck oh yeah chain link. dude i still believe <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's like my favorite I dig uh, it. all right what do you give it so this is our third one. We've done Captain America. We did Triple Frontier. We're doing this. I think you gave Triple Frontier a three, right? Cap, Cap First of all, Captain Marvel. What did I say? Captain America? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all fucked up. Captain yeah. Marvel. You gave like a two and a half, I think-ish? Uh, two, two and a half? No, I think I gave that that one. I think I gave that one a two or three. Okay. Wait, are, are we doing a five? We're doing five, yeah. Uh, unless okay. we want to do ten. We haven't mm. nailed this down. We should probably nail this down since we're doing this professionally. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> Uh, all right. If there's, yeah. So we're doing it out of five. Three is a midpoint. 
two and a half is the midpoint. You can give halves. Nah. Yeah, look at it. You can look at my fingers. This is a midpoint. <laughs> that's two true. on this side, that's two true. on this side. <laughs> What's with the middle finger? I mean, that's the midpoint. <laughs> uh, All right, so three. That's ah, really tough, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, okay. It's somewhere between a four and a five for me. I, I, I need to see it again before I give it a final score. Yeah, it's it's a it's a four for me for now, but I uh I uh yeah. I think a four. Okay. I can't, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think a four with the uh the ability to change my my score after second viewing. Okay. I mean I think you can do that. <laughs> yeah, but I you know trying to be trying to trying to stay on the I want to be honest about it. And I don't want to be like, yeah, hey, after revisionist history, yeah, yeah, it's a five. <laughs> it's the best movie ever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so no no review next week, potentially. No review next week. That's right. Yeah, because we're going to do the Comic-Con. We're going to do WonderCon review. So no movie review. Yeah. Although A Vigilante comes out next week, and I'm super jacked on that, and I don't think anybody else in the world wants to see that movie. I don't think I even know what that is. That's the new movie with Olivia Wilde, where it appears that she is hunting down people who have committed domestic violence. It's supposed to be really good. It's a little indie. Hmm. It's like an indie film. Okay. It's got the hundo right now. One hundo. Wow. Yeah, but it's like you can't find it anywhere. I think it's going to have – it's at a limited release, so for like a week, and then it's going to be on streaming platforms. I don't know which one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then – so that sounds interesting. And mm-hmm. then – The week after that is, I believe, Shazam. Is it the week after? Yeah, Shazam, and I think I'm so I'm getting more and more, and I'm trying not to getting more and more jacked about Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I know the latest uh, trailer that I saw. It's so good. It dude. looks so good. Uh, it's gonna be shitty. <laughs> I don't want it to be. It's got good reviews too. I'm no, trying to see. Shitty. I'm trying to see what's next, but I know Shazam comes out on the fifth. Um, I think Pet Cemetery is the week after that. Okay. Uh, so unless we got something else, what else we got? I'm trying to think. We're going to do a Matrix one, right? Well, the Matrix one, yeah, but for sure the Matrix one. But I'm trying to think if we're going to do any more uh, actual when – when's the next actual like movie review, not not long-form discussion? Both Shazam and Pet Cemetery are the same week. Hmm. Now it's going to have to be a yeah, well, we might. Yeah, or we can just do one one week, the one the next, if there's nothing else coming out the next week. Okay. The next week is Hellboy. I know you're pretty hyped on Hellboy, too. I'm super hyped on Hellboy. It's going to be bad, too. Yeah, it probably is going to be bad. There's also another movie I really want to see called The Missing Link. Hmm. I don't think I've heard of that one. It's the same company. It's Leica, and they're the same people who did, like, Paranorman and Coraline. So it's stop animation. It's the the company that the guy who directed Nightmare Before Christmas started. So all they do is stop animation stuff. Okay. It's called The Missing Link. It looks good. All right. I am hyped on Hellboy. Yeah, I know you are. All right, buddy. Well, I'm excited for you to be out here next week so we can do WonderCon and fucking see me geek out on stuff and watch you judge me why I buy shit that I don't need. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. All right, dude. Uh, appreciate you being on, and we'll do it again. Thanks, buddy. All right, bye. Did I say bye? You did. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Damien for being on. Go ahead and give us those like, review, rate, subscribes on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Use those reviews, five stars. Give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Morning Geekdom, and we'll see you next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman.